0: Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes read a draconian flyer proclaiming strict penalties for citizens defying the royal decree concerning blood veil. They interviewed a surviving vampire spawn from Gatoro's toy store and learned of Andiason's dealings with both a shadowy vampire master alchemist from Ustalav and Plague-masked physicians. With Old Corvosa under quarantine, will the city's downward spiral take our heroes with it? The Cursed Campaign continues now.
1: not welcome into the quarantine. You're not welcome in the quarantine.
2: This is a restricted area.
1: Sorry. Sorry. The main part of the city that you guys care about
0: is closed. This is going to be so tough to roleplay because none of us have any experience with a quarantine at all.
3: <laughs> no, we've oh. never experienced that ever.
0: Nope.
3: Griffin and I were just sick with COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did this last week. <laughs>
1: What do you mean, quarantine? Yeah. I don't remember any bur- bridges getting burned from my house.
4: <laughs> they didn't roadblock.
1: They get blocked in here.
2: You guys, you guys didn't block up all of the entrances to your house except for one?
3: Hmm. No, because it wasn't a government cr- quarantine. Mm.
1: Yeah, I just told Haley, I'm not stuck in here with you, you're stuck in here with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: It's crazy that Grey Maidens go in friggin' Fedra now, you know? The Last <laughs> of Us reference.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what happens to those QZs. So, if we're gonna continue that analogy, Joel and Diego are pretty one-to-one and then, like, what, Ellie Gakin or what? I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I could see Figgy being more of an Ellie, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, crazy. Pretty wild ridiculous events, uh, and you know, for those of you in the Carrying Crown game, you got to see your old buddy Ramoska or hear about your old buddy Ramoska again, see what he was doing, uh, five years before you met him in Carrying Crown. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird? Paizo does that, like, I didn't do that, I didn't do the crossover.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Huh,
1: I was looking frantically
2: through my notes, uh, <laughs> here to try to figure out what that was. Where have I heard that? I've li- listening to the show, I've heard the name before, but yeah.
3: I always think it's interesting when they do tie in other campaigns, but also as someone who hasn't played in a lot of them, it comes lost on me. often.
1: A lot of times it does. It's like, Oh, how many Van Kaskerkins are there going to be? Oh, how many, uh, you know, like the tie in with, uh, Fox gloves, Fox gloves. Yeah. And like Ziva Fox glove, like, Oh, these people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about at all if I didn't play, uh, Rise of the Rune Lords.
3: It really makes me wonder as a GM who's been prepping for uh, speak with plants and running Iron Fang. Like who from Iron <laughs>
1: is in other AP? Am
3: I missing something? You <laughs> might be. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking as as that came up and like now that you've said it was Paizo's ad, I was just like, huh. Maybe <laughs> I, I think
1: I think a lot of uh, the folks at Paizo have like certain favorite character lines, and they like to slip them in when they, you know, when they can. I know, like in um, in Return, there was that guy Cle or uh, Cleg Venture or whatever, or Zincher, uh, who was in mm-hmm. Second Darkness. There was like a character in both. Uh, you have all kinds of these characters, like even um, Amiko is, like, central to two APs. Yeah. She used the... Heijitsu from, uh, from Rise of the Rune Lord. Rise Lords. of the Rune Lord. She was, like, the, the bartender, uh, and if you remember, because you played in the beginning of that, like, the whole Glassworks thing where the dude, like, her family gets killed or whatever.
3: Ah, uh-huh, gotcha.
0: She eventually is important in Jade Regent and then um, is extremely important to the Tien Ja setting and is, like, going to be a primary character in like all the setting books that are coming out around. Yeah, I think they're gonna talk
1: about her a lot in the in the setting book that's coming out for Tui.
0: Which like I I think that example kind of like starts to illustrate something that like I kind I I really love and also like is a little frustrating at the same time in that when you have something like Archmino show up, all of these adventures are meant to be played as like one shared universe. And for us, the the adventures that we play are Carrion Crown you know, though, that's one first edition and we are we converted this to second edition in our timeline should be taking place after this. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, I love that Art Minos came back because he was a cool NPC and I can't wait to see him again. But on the other hand, it's like, OK, well, I, I guess I know that like he's not someone we fight or kill. It-, it It starts to kind of inform like what will happen in a game that is supposed to be all about basically anything can happen. So on one hand, I think it's a really cool awesome tie-in easter egg. On the other hand, it like sort of shackles you to your own canon in a way. That's
1: interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it's also weird that, you know, they write these characters in like, so I tipped you off with this NPC, right? Mm -hmm. That like, hey, don't fight him. But then, you know, they kind of, like Paizo puts their own roadblock in like Oh yeah, we're probably going to use this guy later, so let's make him 8 levels higher than the party. Mm. You know, so yeah. that it's impossible for them to, mm. you know, take him out and then, you know, mm-hmm. and then we can use him later. It's like it's almost like, okay, we've removed your choice right, <laughs> to right. do anything,
0: mm-hmm. to do anything with him or, you know, get TPK'd or whatever. Right. And I'm not even saying that like this is the wrong thing to do from a writing perspective. It's just a difficult thing to do especially if you're playing these as they come out right because yeah. like what if we were playing this game and things went to hell and we ended up like fighting and killing art minos and then years down the line we're playing carrying crown you're like oh guess i gotta yeah, replace, replace this, this with somebody. <laughs> which i guess isn't that big of a deal but like then we would be cheating out ourselves out of like a really cool tie-in to something we've done before yeah. i don't know it's it's not an easy topic to like get a clear answer for i guess. Well they
1: and they definitely then do the okay instead of making it the same person we're just going to make it like the, the them all from like this family like they do with the Van Caskerkins where like there are like five adventures that have a Van Caskerkin something Van Caskerkin in them and it's just like oh yeah this guy had eight kids and they're all <laughs> and they're all like adventurers in Verisia. Uh <laughs> so you could put one in Rise. You could put one in uh, Curse. You could put one in you know whatever. Maybe that's the cleanest way to do it. Have, maybe have it's, it's like a nod. Or, like, It's certainly a nod.
0: Or like if Arkminos is in this game, and then like archminos's lover is like the yeah. guy from the Incarian Crown later down the line. Maybe that's like a a, a cleaner ish way to do it. But like I still, I don't know the right answer. I'm just yeah. talking. <laughs> it is fun from an Easter
2: egg perspective. Yeah. Oh sure, I love getting mm-hmm. those things. In, in Ruby Phoenix, one of the team members comes from, from the Mwangi and there are characters like a professor there who w- is in Strength of Thousands, which is an adventure that hadn't come out yet, but features mm. heavily in that adventure that they're like, oh yeah, this guy's, he's in, he's in Ruby Phoenix first. Huh. That's cool. It's like the writers slipped him in just for their own little benefit. It's I like, like that oh, they're cool. still doing it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. We yeah. would expect them to be, but. It's interesting. Maybe less so on like the big consequential connections, just more of like, oh, there's a little through line there. It doesn't, you know, there's no lore or tie, uh, not lore, but there's no like plot wise tie in, but here you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The reason I loved this one is because it's like, you know, this guy is a master alchemist and like when you met him in carrying crown, it's like there's all this alchemy bullshit happening with this blood brew elixir. Clearly this guy knows something going on. And here it's like, well, this disease is being manufactured. So clearly, this alchemist at least like knows something about what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool. Okay, so you get like this powerful vampire alchemist, and you throw him in when you need an alchemist, and he lives forever because he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's,
1: he's gonna terrible. be in like a Starfinder AP. They're gonna throw him <laughs> in. And he's like, what am I doing here? Well, I've been an alchemist for ten thousand years. So I've lived on Corvosa Station my whole life. <laughs> now I'm a biohacker, baby. <laughs> On Eox, mm-hmm. well, I think it's time for me to hand out a hero point, and you know I don't often do this, but it it did feel like I handed you a hero point for a good performance, Steve, and then you spent it immediately <laughs> so that you could succeed at this next thing. So you being the only one without any hero points, I'm gonna toss you one. Watch me do it again. Yeah, watch time. you do it again for hopefully something equally as important. This comes from Big Daddy Slump uh, who just says,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: I'll oh, tell you what, Slump. That's so funny.
0: Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so,
1: when last we left our heroes, they headed to... Well, they they found out this new edict that was kind of posted around the city with growl that talked about, you know, people that are sick having to report to the... Uh, the queen's physicians under penalty of death or incarceration um and then they so this seemed a little extreme and then they headed to the temple of asmodius to interview this vampire they did so uh, got a lot of information about why there were vampires in the city uh, from ustilov and uh, learned about this uh Ramos Gark Minos, an alchemist vampire who was contracted to work with not only the Red Mantis, which you as players know is a big deal, but also uh the Lady Ann uh who you've already heard about from the Direction, as this, you know, heretical Ergothoan capable of making diseases that kill towns. Um, you left allowing that vampire to live and saw old Corvosa burning, but it wasn't the city burning. It was all of the bridges to the island. And that part of the town is now under quarantine by order of the gray maidens. Everyone in old Corvosa disliked that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where we find you actually. Maybe a, a little ways off of the main bridge to Old Corvosa, and you see this troop of gray maidens there, proclaiming that the that Old Corvosa is under quarantine. You also see that there's been a barricade erected halfway across the bridge, um, in order to stop people from crossing.
3: Was it no one in, no one out?
1: Yeah, no. that's what you'd think. From our recollection, are we wanted
2: at all uh, from prior events? Are, like, Would the Grey Maidens be looking for us off of anything we've done?
3: I don't think we did anything illegal.
2: Prevented that whole public execution. Yeah, no yeah,
1: you, that. you did that. Okay, that,
3: that was mm-hmm. illegal.
1: You did that. Um, You haven't, you know, it's it's been some time mm-hmm. since that, and it doesn't seem like people have been, like, coming after you, so you might be okay. You also, like, killed some Hell Knights, or incapacitated them, at least, so... Mm-hmm. You'd think maybe the Order of the Nail um, might be after you, although they didn't seem to follow up with you either. More of a cold case, that one. Yeah. Okay, okay, good to know. Maybe, you know, you as Diego would always be kind of conscious of being recognized. So that might be of concern to you, but I think the rest of the group would probably stick out far less.
0: Mm -hmm. So So I guess as we're standing there, kind of grouped up, looking at this barrier across the the bridge Beck will turn the rest of the party what the hell are we gonna do Mia, your shops in there my grandfather's
3: there he's probably worried sick I know and I'm worried about all of the sick people over there with Devargo and Devargo himself this is not good I'm not sure though we can do anything to get over there unless we go straight through the water
2: there's too many gray badens to fight across the bridge there's that's
0: that's almost off the table and maybe we can see if this is a, a times quarantine or if there there's special allowances or whatever. It's worth talking to him, see see what the deals are. We'll gather information. Sure, uh, Vec. I assume you're kind of swaggering up. Yeah, yeah. So if, if if there's maybe like an officer or something, he would talk to her and just kind of open up. Hey, my, my name is Vec Relby. I'm I'm a citizen of Old Corvosa. I've been away from my home for quite some time now. Just trying to get back here. What's going on? Uh, By order of the Queen, we have
1: uh, quarantined the entire area of Old Corvosa. Seems you're one of the lucky few that ended up on the mainland side
0: before we did so. You're not sick, are you, citizen? No, you can check me for rashes. I'm good. But I've got an elderly grandfather. It's just the two of us, and he's stuck on the island. What what can I do? Well, the... Grey maidens and the um,
1: queen's physicians will still be patrolling the island. You could uh, leave an address with me, and I could, I could pass it off to uh, some some of my uh, oh, what's the word? Inferiors, <laughs> <laughs> subordinates. Some of, my, yeah, some of my subordinates, and um, and do a wellness check on him.
0: Sense motive on <laughs> yeah. that, sure. Hey, the two groups you trust the least will be will love to check up on. Right, right. Twenty one.
3: Mir was also gonna sense motive there. She uh, got a fifteen for a, a twenty nine.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Uh, you definitely think she's being uh, sincere that they will be patrolling or Old Corvosa, but. By your reckoning, Mir, uh, you can kind of sense that, like, she's telling him something he wants to hear to get him to, you know, let it go.
3: She's just placating you. It's not... I don't think she's going to actually be able to go in and check on him. Which means your grandpa and my ma, I have no idea how they're doing.
0: Well, that's just great. All right, miss. Well, then, when is this quarantine getting lifted? I mean, he can... What's he going to do without me? Well, it is, um, it is an indeterminate, uh,
1: time frame. The quarantine will be in effect for as long as Bloodveil ravishes the city. Obviously, Old Corvosa being a hotspot, uh, was deemed necessary to quarantine by the Queen.
3: How are people over there going to get food? There's not going to be enough for all of them. By ship. So who's going to be sending in the ships?
1: The, the Grey Maidens, of course, those hired by the Queen, will be uh, providing care on the island. We can't expect them to uh, start growing crops on Old Corvosa, after all.
3: I, and most of the population, doesn't have a ton of ton of funds there. Are we just going to be giving this for free? Or is it going to be cheap, at least? Because it's not like they can afford price-gouged goods just because... We only have one way to get them.
1: Well, fortunately, most of them will be turning themselves over to the royal physicians as the disease is ravaging the area, so uh, there should be plenty of food to go around for those that are healthy. Those that are not healthy need only um, turn themselves over to be healed.
3: Unfortunately, those ones are getting taken care of. I'm a healer myself. I've tried to help during this time uh, before the... Mandate came out that you got to turn yourself in. All
1: right, now under penalty of death, they will turn themselves in. For what? Aye, but where are they
3: going? Where are they going to go? There's a lot of people.
1: Oh, they'll be escorted by the. uh, To where? To the hospice of the Blessed Maiden, of course.
3: And how many people can that place hold? Can it hold enough for all this? A whole city under plague?
1: Of course. It's one of the biggest warehouses on the dock.
0: Do we know what that place is? No. Okay.
3: Yeah, I was just like, hmm. That's hmm.
0: Sketchy. So, do you have a cure? Or do you have a, an infinite supply of clerics ready to disperse the removed disease spell? Citizen, I am not a
1: doctor. I am just here to enforce the quarantine. Take it up with the Queen's physicians if you have questions about the cure.
3: I'd love to ask him more again, even if I could help him. I'm, I'm, I am a pretty good healer. Um, so where, where exactly is this place? Where can I find him? I know you said a look loca- like said a name, but where is that? I, I don't know where that is.
1: Yeah, she would. Uh, she'd let you know where it is. Although I highly doubt they're looking for uh, novice healers to help. Um, but you may get yourself sick and end up there anyway. Novice, my
3: ass. I've cured like a bunch of people, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. As an aside, after that exchange, Diego huddles back up with the group. These are dire times indeed, and it seems like the Queen is 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 making uh, drastic orders to, to combat all this. It's going to be difficult, I think, to get to Old Corvosa, but there is one strategy that we can use if we absolutely must get over. We could right. get ourselves sick or appear to have sick symptoms. and
3: That'll take us to the hospice.
2: Hospice is on this side. Oh, hospice is on this side. Okay, yeah. so we can go here if we need to. Oh, so yeah, that won't even help us get into Old Corfu so. No, it won't. Oh.
3: I could, did. Uh, ride, I could ride Figgy like a skidoo,
4: and that's
3: From the, the only way yes. I know. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, too. We would have to sneak across. I would assume they would be more concerned with people leaving the quarantine zone than trying to get into it, and so maybe that would work in our favor.
3: If, if it gets desperate, like, Mir could always make a, make a break to go help check in on everything, too.
1: Absolutely. Why don't you make me a um, society check?
4: All right.
1: All right. What you got?
4: That is an 18.
1: So with an 18, although there hasn't been, like, a decree about this quarantine, you are reasonably certain that, like, the penalties for... Breaching quarantine would likely be similar to uh, the penalty for spreading disease. Like, so death? So torture and then death. Oh. Mm. Unfortunately, in that order. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if you had a good lawyer, maybe you could argue for getting
0: other way around.
1: Oh, no. Gosh, this isn't good. Again, like, that would be if you got caught. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know,
0: the, the stakes are probably pretty high. Mm-hmm.
3: Gotta swim speed once a day.
0: Well, right. well, unless there's anything we want from this gray maiden, uh, Vec will be kind of salty. and be like, all right, well, my confidence in the crown's never been higher. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> and uh, walk away and get the team together and be like, all right, listen, I'm transparently concerned about my grandfather, but we've been away for some time in the past. He's not completely helpless. There's food and supplies there for at least a couple days. days. He's not going to miss me for now. But the longer this quarantine goes on, the more concerned I'm going to be. I mean, I don't know about your mother. I don't know what her situation is, but that's something we need to consider as well.
3: My mom's at least pretty self-sufficient. She's not, you know, struggling or needs me. She lives on her own. But so there's no worry there. Right. I'm sure she could make it. I'm honestly hoping that she was at work when this happened. We could always check in there, and I would like to at some point.
0: We should, um, and before we talk about trying to sneak into Old so maybe we take a moment. I'm not saying that this whole thing's going to blow over, but we don't know how long this quarantine lasts. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's five, and if it's a day or five, then sure, we're probably fine. If it's a week, if it's two, if it's a month then we have to ha- start having some serious conversations about what we need to do. In the meantime, we've got a lot that we need to do, and it's been a long day. We're going to need somewhere to hold up, because this makes me currently homeless, and Mir as well, at least.
3: I, I would like to, somewhere to stay uh, consistently and, and not have to worry about that, or spend a ton of cash, because honestly, the rest of my cash is also at the Badger and Blade, because... That's where everything is.
4: Trail's
2: End is an option if we need to go, but that is far, a little farther away for us to walk.
4: If we do not want to go quite that far, we could stay with my family. With the right explanation, I'm sure they would welcome you all with open arms.
0: I do recall that you did owe us a bottle of high-value booze. Let In us- which case, I would be glad <laughs> to take you up on your offer, survey.
4: <laughs> Let us take this one step at a time. You can uh, meet them all first.
0: Oh, they'll love me. Hmm.
4: Let us say I met you while owning my swordsmanship. We can be a, a study group of swords. Does it matter that
3: not all of us have swords? Uh, That most of us don't have swords, actually.
4: (laughs) They are not uh, too into the fighting themselves. And, you know, the students when they first start are not very good. So who knows? Maybe I am tutoring you as well.
2: Sounds plausible to me.
4: Sounds like where everyone is.
3: (laughs) That's where (laughs) everyone just assumes my intelligence is. So it sounds right to me
0: all right you know your family better than i do sylvie <laughs> lead the way
3: do you have like a spare starting sword or something just uh to throw on back at least i've got i've got like some sharp pointy uh razors and
4: daggers but i don't even sure.
0: not. I know which way to stick it in somebody you know
4: sylvie actually has quite that's the a- way she has quite the assortment of weapons that she has accrued so she can pass those out for just like basic. The looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. sharp weapon. Yeah,
0: sorry, you guys sold all 21 of the daggers.
4: <laughs> we <laughs> did <laughs> do that.
0: Hey, I have a dagger on my sheet. <laughs> Perfect. Dagger's just a small sword. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we didn't trust him yet with the big one.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope.
3: Alright, well, we'll go to Sylvie's then.
1: Okay, so you head to uh, the small four-dice estate uh, and, uh, you know, make your way through the wrought iron fence or gate around the place.
3: Usually when someone refers to something as an estate, I don't also think small should work with it. It's
1: small compared to other
4: estates. I get it. In the I city. get it. Yeah, a fun.
1: modest estate. A modest estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: And when we get up to the door, Sylvie turns to the rest of the party. Just give me one moment to at least give my family a bit of notice that we will have several guests. Uh, so she walks in the front door and is going to seek out her aunt and uncle.
1: Sure, you you find them kind of um, I guess it's it's around dinner time at this point so you, uh, you find your aunt kind of finishing up preparing dinner in the kitchen as you're uh, uncle is, is setting the table and he, he kind of like involuntarily like uh, drops the silverware from um, from a short distance onto the table as you approach. Oh, Sylvie I was, uh it has been a long time that we haven't seen you uh, Welcome home uh, yeah. You're not sick, are you? What have you been doing during this um, plague?
4: There is so much going on. I have been trying to own my my swordsmanship and keeping up my studies in such a crazy time.
1: I can only assume class has been cancelled while the um, blood veil has been running rampant. You cannot have uh, open wounds and such Well, while, while people are coughing into them and whatever.
4: That, that is what I would... Uh, like to talk to you about this evening. You see we have formed a little study group to keep up our skills while we cannot do official classes. So
1: oh, a study group? What, uh, what houses are the other kids from?
4: Now you see these are uh, they are on a scholarship. They are for the charity of the school. I <laughs> I am one that is helping them in their, their learning as an advanced student myself.
1: Like, uh, I did not know Van Carlo did, like, classes for underprivileged youth or that kind of thing. <laughs>
4: he, is a, he is a very charitable man. And these.
1: So they, they are displaced children then? Or.
4: Not quite that young, but I do not know if you have heard the news that there is now a quarantine. We are safe here, but we cannot enter Old Corvosa anymore. These these friends in my study group, they have been displaced. They have nowhere to go and would be on the streets and surely catch the plague. Is it okay for them to stay here with us just for a little bit while they get their feet underneath them?
1: Well, I assume if they are practicing at such an esteemed academy, they will be, uh, of course, well-behaved like you always are, Sylvie, and, you know, uh, well-mannered kids. Uh, we would be happy to house them for, um, you know, as long as you need. your. You know, we have a couple of spare rooms. Are you. Did they come here with you? Or are you going to collect them? Or what is the.
4: They are here just right outside. Thank you, Philip. This is a, a great charity on your part as well.
1: And your aunt pipes up. Philippe, uh, set uh, several more plates, please, for the guests. How many did you say there were,
4: Sylvie? I have uh, three friends and uh, one, one more bonus animal friend.
1: <laughs> uh, you better make sure that that animal has a clean paws when it comes into my house, Sylvie. I do not want it tracking mud inside, but uh, we will prepare... Uh, three more plates. What? Uh, what does the animal eat? Does it eat uh, like kibble or something else?
4: I think he mostly likes worms, but we can probably find something for him.
1: I'm sure you could find worms out in the garden or something, but uh, I do not have any in the cupboard.
4: Uh, we will make do. Thank you so much for your generosity.
1: Are they big eaters? Do I need to... uh, (laughs) Uh,
4: It uh, You may want to prepare a bit more food.
1: Okay, I will uh, put the second pot on the broiler and uh, bring bring them in. We can't have them sitting out in the porch. It will look stupid for anyone that passes by.
3: Yes, of course. Meanwhile, outside, Mir turns to uh, Diego in fact. How do you think she's going to explain a badger here with a sword Group. I don't think that fits. I, I, I plan to say that part of why I'm not so good yet at the swords, swordsmanship is uh, that I'm, I started in healing mm. and now I, I help heal in the training sessions.
2: Potentially Figgy is a poor polymorphed companion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess we'll have to see how she comes up with that, but I'm a little worried. But at least she's got a whole cu- courtyard. Maybe Figgy would enjoy running around. Maybe he can make sure there's no... Mice or earthworms, I guess.
1: Yeah, as you're Take saying it. this, Figgy is like underneath one of the bushes.
3: He's like ready.
1: Literally rubbing his back on the on the <laughs> ground.
3: <laughs> I was looking up what else uh, badgers eat, by the way, just in case uh, worms weren't available. Also eats uh, rabbits, mice, rats, bulls, moles, hedgehogs. So bad things for courtyards. Maybe you can help out. That yeah. control. Yeah.
0: Well, considering you have a full estate,
4: exactly.
3: <laughs> Man, feeds me eating good. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Sylvie pokes her her head um, out the door. Before you come in, please remove your shoes and make sure we are not tracking any dirt inside. My aunt and uncle have agreed to let you stay and have some dinner ready to go. I. D- she, like, lowers her voice a little bit. I have given the cover that we are a study group. So, uh, try to fit in with that. And do not worry about needing a fancy title. You are, you are the, uh, scholarship kids at the academy. Uh,
0: Sylvia, a, a study group of what? I'm both poor and bad at sword stuff.
4: That why- no one's going
0: to believe that.
3: That's why you need heavy tutoring?
4: Clearly. You cannot defend yourself on your own and you need my help to get better in Z classes. We do not need to show them much of our skills, but eventually if you stay for a day or two, we may need to practice some sparring.
2: We can tell them I don't learn so good and was held back several
1: (laughs) times.
3: You're young. You just are big.
4: Sylvie,
1: make me an um, <laughs> acrobatics check.
4: Okay. Uh-huh. That is a 22.
1: Okay. Uh, as you have the door cracked and you're explaining this information uh, to the group and the group are kind of taking their shoes off and stuff. Uh, Figgy lunges for the gap in the door Uh, and you just miss him as he scoots right between your legs as you try and snap your legs together to catch him and you hear the like click 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 click, as he runs uh, down down the front entrance hallway and takes a turn and then like two seconds later you hear your aunt just scream as uh a badger runs into her kitchen and you hear, like, <laughs>
2: um, and
1: the group of you uh, enter as uh, your aunt has now jumped up onto a chair and Figgy is now seated at one of the chairs on the table, uh, availing himself of uh, one of the plates of food. Uh that, that has been sitting there and it's like his his mouth is full. He's like What do you do?
4: Sylvie runs over inside and she yells out to her aunt, Aunt Bissell, do not fear. This is Figgy. He is maybe not the best behaved, but he is kind. And she'll run over to the table and point at the ground. Piggy, it is not polite to rush into a house before you have been introduced. Please. <laughs> <laughs> this is my uncle, Philip, and my aunt, Bissell. These, and she gestures behind to the rest of the party entering. These are my friends. We have Vakaris Relby. We have... Pleasure my friend Mir and Diego
3: hi I apologize for Figgy he's
4: real friendly
3: unfortunately a little too friendly and also it's usually just him and I so he's not used to all of this and uh she, she's gonna she's gonna go grab Figgy oh. Yep. <laughs> expected that one
1: <laughs> so you grab Figgy off the chair plop him down onto the ground he sulks <laughs> <laughs> Uh well it uh, it is a pleasure to have uh, the group of you staying at our uh, at our home we will uh, make up some of the spare bedrooms uh, for you and uh, um although this um, figgy has eaten a portion of the food my wife has made plenty so um feel free to uh, dig in he, uh, he kind of, like, turns to Sylvie. These are not, uh, really the children I was, uh, expecting. <laughs> uh.
4: The underprivileged come in all ages. We at the Academy do not discriminate against them based on their age.
1: But, like, where did this gigantic cat man even come from? Is he, like, from the city, or... A foreign exchange student, perhaps? Wearing <laughs> ghoul
0: hide armor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, it is like an an ambassador exchange program. He is coming here to get more acquainted with the city here and ease relationships between the communities.
1: Well, hopefully we can um, accommodate him uh, in whatever he... Whatever customs he has, I suppose, I just make sure you let me know if I'm making an ass of myself, Sylvie. I would appreciate that.
4: I will, of course. And each of my friends here, they are quite easy-going. They do not have, uh, they are not quite as uptight as most of the nobles that I have met.
1: Yes, fortunately you didn't bring that Zender home, girl here. That would have been no from me and your your aunt?
4: I would never bring someone such as her here. She is no friend of mine. She can fend for herself.
1: All right. I think you guys can uh, can have a dinner here. Uh, you got a place to stay?
3: Yeah, Mira plopped down where Figgy started eating. She's going to kind of scooch the stuff that Figgy's eaten from to the side <laughs> and then eat from the other side. Uh- <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have to imagine, like, the three of us roll in just like a bunch of uncultured fools. I'm <laughs> half like...
3: expecting Philip to talk about how we're ill bred. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> what line of work are you in, Philip? Uh, it is, well, uh, we
1: used to be in, um, most of the family wealth came from, um, the, I don't know if you've heard of it, the, um, Breaching Festival, um, our ancestor Dyson Fordyce, uh successfully completed that, so we had a large sum of money. Uh, we've been able to invest it in um, cleaning products, mostly, uh, is where we, you know, get, uh, it's actually business has been booming uh, since this uh, plague has been hitting the, um, the streets. We do not, um, you know, we have remained quarantined here mostly because um, there is no reason to go out and get sick, in my opinion. But um, but people have been buying our products for sure.
0: Ah, well, good for you, I guess. Well, we're bringing some news of the city in general. Odkovosa is all quarantined off, so uh, for better or worse, we're stuck outside that for a while. So nice of your, um, your, your daughter, Sil- daughter, nephew, or I mean, niece niece. niece, niece. So, so nice of your niece, Sylvie, to invite us in. And thank you for your hospitality. I assume you all ended up on the wrong
1: side of the quarantine and could not get by. I assume you live in the dorms at the academy, perhaps, or?
3: I live with my mom, so, and she's usually working a lot. So that's why it's usually just Figgy and I at home.
0: I live in a dorm-like situation myself. I've got a roommate, and, um, you know, I carry my age well. And I'm younger than I look, I think.
3: Can't believe you're giving us each our own rooms, too. That's, That's real big.
0: A
2: great kindness, to be sure. How <laughs> many bathrooms does this place have?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can or give or not, you a with- tour later, after dinner
1: yes we uh, we have rooms to spare at this time uh, the family used to be a bit more wealthy than it is and so we had uh, we had servants at one time and had I mean the, the rooms are not fancy but they all have beds um
3: I mean having your own room that's fancy enough for me not looking for anything more than that and just a place I can you know take off all of this extra gear I've been carrying around especially well while- the city's been kind of under siege. I've been carrying more than normal.
0: Yeah, it's been a long couple days. We've accumulated a lot of crud and mud and everything else. It'd be nice to just relax here in this estate.
4: And we will all like do vacation. our best to keep the place very clean.
3: I'm happy to use some of those cleaning products you mentioned if that helps in, in clean up after myself.
1: Perfect, that would be much appreciated, uh, Miss Mir. Uh, Again, we try to keep a tidy place, but uh, with more hands and feet in the house, obviously more germs can spread, so um, just do your best. Make sure you can relax as well. Um, So I think, you know, you guys have dinner. They maybe, like, prod you on a couple things about Sylvie. You do your best to, like answer and um,
3: oh crap Sylvie do they know you have magic <laughs> uh- that's something you should have prepped us to not mention
4: that's probably not something they have seen too much of but they they don't really know much about uh Sylvie's mom so there's some unknown in her lineage but yeah they don't really know much about
3: So like asking you openly at the table to do some pressure digitation to clean up Figgy's fur, probably not cool.
4: Right? No, we'll like, we have? Yeah. we'll work our no, way through sure. things. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Like Sa- Sazzy is invisible, and he's like been around Sylvia's family, so he's like flying. Sh- you you all feel him like when it's your turn to like answer a question, you feel like a weight on your shoulder. He's
0: like, shut the fuck <laughs> up! You can't do that. You
1: can't.
3: <laughs> listen,
0: listen. Hey, no, no. You gotta want to just tell him as as that's happening. You hear off to the side. Yeah, Philip, and then the hag underwater said
1: that she knew
3: something
2: about <laughs>
0: Sylvie's parents. Shh, shh, shh,
2: stop it. No, no, the the outer fork first.
3: <laughs> I just, then I, the inner one. Go out to like,
1: in, out to in.
3: Figgy gets a little too much. Sazzy just sits on top of Figgy. Holds his <laughs> like, Absolutely not, man. I mean, I Pan- don't cake them down.
1: don't <laughs> slip the noodles.
0: That's not the way you, you gotta twirl it with the fork.
3: I feel like there's a lot of rules here.
0: Sazzy's like busting his ass across the uh <laughs> um, plus he's, he's
2: sweating. <laughs> I've been in combat's more mechanically complicated than the order of cutlery
0: here at this table.
3: <laughs> I think Sazzy's gonna need another thimbleful after this.
0: Beck's pocketing silverware.
3: <laughs> no, he's not! He's home home. You don't even have any thievery. That would be mere. Oh no, yeah, I'm just bumbling. <laughs>
1: All right. So, uh, so you get to rest here, and I kind of want to talk about, uh, level ups now a little yes. bit. Yeah. You know, we reached level six last episode. We didn't really get to talk about it. So, uh, let's go around the horn. Give me, um, give me kind of the, the highlights, the cool stuff you got at six. Uh, I don't need to hear every gritty detail, but, um, interesting stuff for sure.
3: Well, I can talk about what Mir got. Sure. So, between the horrific amount of sludge and nastiness. The poo. Poo. And then she saw the bridges literally burning and all of that debris going into the water, which is actually against it's an an anathema of one of her orders is to like being all this pollution of water. Uh, So I'm, Mir's going to be very upset by all of that together. And she dove further into that And picked up advanced elemental spell um under the water order and that are the wave order and so now i have the pulverizing cascade spell as a focus spell and i get an additional focus point so that's one in addition she is feeling the need to be a little bit faster on her feet a little bit faster on the pickup uh so for her rogue side especially during some of those fights where we're fighting so many enemies she just wasn't like she was clumsy with her fingers. So got um, through the rogue side, a uh, quick draw. And then lastly, and this is really important. And you guys are all going to know why I would have picked this. I picked robust recovery, uh, which is important because I learned folk medicine to help recover from diseases and poison. Using it makes me especially resilient, but also when I treat a disease or poison or someone else uses one of those actions on me, It increases the circumstance bonus to on a success to a plus four instead of plus two. Also, if the result of the saving throw is a success, it goes to a critical success. So that's especially important with any sort of virulent disease. That's especially like blood veil. That's especially important for any sort of really severe poison too. So one success is a critical success massive huge
1: yeah that's really big
3: so you can uh, kind of imagine between all the healing she keeps doing and all the treat disease that's why that got picked up
1: sure yeah
2: <laughs> so diego has gotten a little bit better at at fighting as we keep going through all these brutal combats at level 6 taking a a, a feat that's hard not to take at this level for a barbarian and other martial he's got attack of opportunity now thank you yeah! So a laundry list of conditions that could provoke that in combat for him. He could be he's going to be probably using his reactions for a lot of that now. He's also he's been spending some more time with Gaikin and sort of meditating with him and focusing on that connection with him. I like to think in this city, there is a there is a tapestry of emotions, strong emotions. Now, given this the, the, the whole quarantine and the this this plague and everything. And the occult is all about those connections so it to it, to you know before he's he's growing in power that might have all been like a muddled bunch of of kind of hard to decipher things just like bad omens that he's getting but through his study he's able now to hone in more on specific connections and isolate them and he's got a strong connection with Gakin to kind of study like a, a connection to the spiritual realm so. He's got some basic summoner spell casting now. And one of the feats that I took as well is like reading psychometric resonance where you can sort of pick up the psychic impressions left on objects by previous owners. So, there's a couple there's a couple things that I've got on my sleeve that kind of plays into that that he's able to now like either by touching an object or by studying it sort of brush up and 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 pick up on the significance that something might have. As well, he's also Meditating with Gaikin a bit and focusing on that ethereal aspect of him, and at times he's able to like take on more for temporarily uh, more of an aspect of Gaikin's form. You can see sort of multiple images at, at, the, at his, the peak of, of his of his concentration and focus, and he looks himself to be a little bit more like a like a duplicate or like a like an ethereal form too. So. Uh, some magic that he might use in the future is evocative of, of those things.
1: Yeah, I like to think of it as like when you when you like sit and meditate with Gacon here, it's not just you that appears when you do this. It's nine lives. It's like you see like the Shawanti man appear, like these these figures all around you some you recognize some you don't that all kind of like appear in the moment when you cast this spell but they all move exactly like you they all are you at once I love that
2: that's super cool plays in sort of the animism ties that he has as well too anime animism (laughs) this is the sort of like instead of like a like a deity deity it's got excited for a second
4: Sylvie has been learning a little bit more about her heritage and has also been working well with Sazzy in combat, and they're gaining a little bit more trust between the two of them. So she actually gains basic witch spell casting and gives her a little more versatility in combat, being able to cast some new spells now. And she fancy. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited to use those. She also has been learning a lot from her from these combats and learning from uh, the fighting style that Diego has as well. And she also gains an attack of opportunity.
1: I love the idea that like you guys have fought together so much that you like you come to the pinnacle of like attack of opportunity at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ow
2: duo.
4: Yeah, learning learning from each other, pushing each other for bigger and better things. And especially this past day, Sylvie is seeing how much is going on in the city that's lies and half-truths, and she's starting to really focus in on that and wondering behind closed doors what are people really talking about when they don't think anyone can hear them and so she's been working on being able to read lips so she'll be able to glean information when people don't think she can understand them or at least Whoa. hear them
0: huh oh, very cool One. all right that's everyone right <laughs> yeah <that's fine.
4: laughs>
0: No, there's some Vec stuff that happens. I mean, besides the basic stuff of you get an extra um, spell at this level, which if it happens, you'll see my new spell. But truthfully, like it's kind of trivial. All of my spell slots are going towards heals pretty much every combat. (laughs) Um, The the cool thing that happens at, at this level is that Vec invests a bunch of Uh, this level up into the lay on hands that that I do. So through his archetype, he gets mercy, kind of like a paladin. So when I lay on hands, I can counteract a fear or paralysis effect. Additionally, I also have accelerating touch now, which gives a speed boost to the person that receives the lay on hands. So if you're keeping track of everything that happens when Vec lays on hands, it's at least for this level, it's going to increase next level, but you receive 21 hit points static, that plus 2 to your AC, if I do use that Mercy, I can counteract Fear of Paralysis, and you get a bonus to your speed until the end of your next turn. That's pretty chunky. Yeah. I, I love
1: the flavor of this as like, I think, almost every combat you have Vec, like, patting Sylvie on the back, patting Diego on the back, like constantly like, get back in there, get back mm-hmm. in the fight. And eventually yeah. his magic just like that pat yeah. on the back actually starts like manifesting in like extra
0: speed, extra vigor, like actually inspiring someone. Yeah, because like I-, I talk a lot in character in combating and encourage people and like try and keep the party like together and up and Get like build momentum just with his presence alone, and it's manifesting in spells, and it's fun. It's cool. That's pretty much it, though.
1: Nice. So you guys fully rest and fully get the benefit of this level up, and I want to know what
0: you're doing now.
3: Hmm. That's a great question.
0: Lounging about in a feather bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: this
2: This doesn't have to be an immediate thing, but one of the things I think long-term it would be good for us to like try to keep our ears out for is to hear if anyone's found like a like a hidden like smuggler's route into Old Corvosa. Hmm. If there's if there's some like way people are kind of getting around uh, the quarantine, we might want
1: to know about that. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that maybe you wouldn't know about like the day after the quarantine happens. But I think you know as yeah as As you guys kind of spend some time away from old Corvosa, that's certainly something that like every day you could be dedicating like a gather information to or something to to kind of see what you find.
4: That makes sense. And we also snuck Trinia over to the Orsini Academy. And so maybe there could be, you know, a little bit of, of, because we had that map, so we could use that as maybe a starting point to try to figure out a way to get in or at least start watching patrols so we know when we could get in.
1: Yeah, you definitely have some knowledge. Sylvie specifically has some knowledge of, you know, this this kind of secret inlet, I would say, on Old Corvosa that is certainly like a, not only a good place to hide a boat, but also like, you know, a place that you assume the Grey Maidens don't know about and you've been there so you have like a history of you know you know where to look
3: one of the things that i do want to do is i want to check out this hospice area too i want to see if there's actually like is there anything we can glean about the amount of space they're using versus have i have a strong feeling we're gonna get there and for some reason it's not gonna be as full as we think it should be i'm very worried that that's what we're gonna find we definitely
0: definitely need to head there at some point because this is a, a pretty clear plot hook, but we don't have an actual in. I want to spend some time gathering information on this, like Jolstina Suspirio, and see if there's a party coming up that she may be performing at or involved in. I, I think that's the next thing we're
3: supposed
0: to do. Well, we but we can it's also. It's kind of hard to tell.
3: I mean, we can always check, go see if Mier's, like, go check on Meir's mom, mm-hmm. because she was supposed to be planning for a party anyways, and she might be able to ask too if anyone else who's like cuz the workers all oh, talk right, right? Sure. Mm. like if
0: it, it, it's not even if like it's, even if not, it's not that, that party, party she probably knows right, right? because yeah. if
3: there's other people planning for a party suppose like you would think that all of the workers of the house mm-hmm. are probably buying party supplies in like the same areas which means they might be talking which means that other workers might know the other stuff coming up mm-hmm. so that might not be a bad one to hit as well yeah it's like a two for
0: yeah
2: seems like a good immediate mm-hmm. one as a player, I'm I'm most interested in this, uh, this Archminos, Red Mantis Physician orgothoan like tie like, uh, I don't think we have anything solid to go anywhere off of that, but like any any little hint that we get as we go through stuff, uh, that's like that's a big big thing. I'm I'm excited to pursue.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about that, but like we don't. We don't know about it. Just like I, like we saw that broken in, like or at least me or saw that broken in, like place a long time ago. And like I want to know more about it. Want to, I want to dig into that. But like we don't have any leads. Mm-hmm. What I you feel mean like,
1: what broken in place?
3: The artist. We went to. I went back to the artist's house and like mm-hmm. it was broken into and like the sick guy was gone. And I have no strong leads besides the color <laughs> and like a potential criminal society.
1: So. What is the what is the first order of business? Is it to gather information on Suspirio? Is it to gather information on um, the Corwins, where your mom works, to find like that place to check up on her?
3: I was say, could we go to the Corwins and then do gather information there with the workers there?
0: You could do that, but you don't know where the Corwins live.
3: Oh. So. Sorry, I I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Are they an affluent family in this city? Uh, You could roll a... I mean, they have
1: workers working for them, so presumably, but you could roll like a society check to know more
0: or a nobility check to know more. Well, I was just planning on asking Philip and Bissell. Hey, you know these guys? You're
1: rich. Oh,
3: smart. (laughs) Yeah, you you could
0: ask them. Um, You you
1: ask about the Corwin's... uh, Philip would say, "Oh, they are um, new money in Corvosa. They are like the first generation of wealth. They uh, many of them live down in uh, South Shore. although I don't know exactly where you know their estate is, but um, presumably, if you're saying they were having a party, they probably invited many of the new money elite down there in South Shore
0: to their home. You ever um, entertain one Jolcina Suspirio yourself? No, I I have not, So we don't really throw parties, do we, Sylvie?
4: Uh, no. Not, uh, not in a while from what I have heard.
0: Well, I think then South Shore is probably a good place as any to gather some information. Sure. Uh, you guys can head
1: down to South Shore. It is Kind of adjacent to the gray district, uh, but you know, the furthest south area of the mainland city. And you're gonna
0: ask around. Yeah. All right. What you asking? I would like to know about parties. I would like to know about Jolstina Suspirio, how the two are related, and if any events are coming up soon. Sure. Good. Give me that roll. Sure. All right. Oh my god. All right. That's going to be a twenty-eight. Okay. With a twenty-eight, you learn the
1: location of uh, Carolyn Manor. It's uh, on a road known as Shoreline Way, um, and it's surrounded by this like big hedge, bush gate. So it should be easy for you to recognize. You asked about parties. Um, They did recently throw a party uh, about two days ago. And uh, you asked about Suspirio and someone who seems a little like miffed that they weren't invited to the party would tell you that, yeah, they think uh, that might have been one of the entertainers at the uh, Carowind party.
0: Hmm. Are there any parties coming up? that may uh draw in this suspirio you uh you don't find out about like any upcoming
1: parties gotcha uh so at least like within the next week i think maybe the you know the quarantine and all that kind of business has maybe spooked people from um throwing a party just now and like the new edict about like sick people
2: well then the path is clear we must take it upon ourselves to throw the biggest party Corvosa has ever seen. <laughs> what if we did though? <laughs> we'll do a warehouse party in the uh, the hospice of the blessed uh maiden. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Blood sprinklers everywhere. <laughs> That's actually a quick quick way to be put to death, maybe. Yeah.
4: That's why we should throw it in the Grey District. So Hell we're yeah. just already ready to die.
0: Well guess we we know she was at a party at carowind manor what next maybe she's been
2: talking about her next gig maybe someone at the man someone who was at the party might know about what she's got planned
3: i mean yeah we could i still think it would be worth it to go and talk to my mom slash the workers because Mm -hmm. they might know i'm good for that they may have talked to her as a performer too
4: if we could get an audience with the family as well, they might be able to tell us about how difficult it was to book her or... Good point, yeah. ...something about her schedule as well if they had any constraints there.
1: Yeah. How'd you
2: schedule this? How'd you how'd you make contact? Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. So you guys use your, uh, use your, you know, information to find the manor and you see that... Um, you know you see this like kind of stately gabled estate on Shoreline Way um, and the property itself uh, you see is like consists of two buildings there's a big front entrance and gate um, but the there, there appears to be this like big manor building and then there's like a smaller building off to the side and around the entire property is this kind of Huge hedge. It looks like um, you know, maybe like a privacy hedge um, that is blocking view into the grounds. Um, as you approach the manor, a um, a woman calls to you. Hello. Are, are the group of you heading to Carolyn Manor?
3: Aye, we are. Uh,
1: my name's uh, Dinara. I've... I've been hanging about outside. I, my, um... My brother... Uh, Ruan... It was, um... Well, he was supposed to be performing at the, um... At the event... Here two nights ago. And... Well... He never come home the next day, so... I was wondering... Uh, you know, I've been... I've been knocking... No one's answering. And I've even gone to the guard to see if they could spare somebody to, to go looking for my brother, but I haven't had any success. If you're checking out the manor, if you wouldn't mind uh, looking out for my brother, I'd quite appreciate it. I, I, unfortunately, I'm not in quite a state to um, pay you much, but uh, my brother and I are performers at the... Um, at the uh, orchestra hall, and and I could get you season tickets or something if you if you'd look into it for for me. And
3: I've got no need real for, really for payment, but uh, I appreciate that offer. Maybe someone else will take us take you up on that. But for now, at least, I guess the big question I've got is, uh, what was your brother performing with? Because that might change where we look or or who we ask about it.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he plays the ocarina. He's was, I suppose, musical accompaniment for the evening.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll at least ask when we're there. Um, my ma works here, so hopefully she'll at least know if uh, I can get in and talk to her.
0: What is your brother's name? Ruan. Well, Miss Dinara, I think you'll find that we are quite persuasive. If he's here or something happened to him here, we'll find out for you. And if Mia won't take her season ticket, I've got a plus one that could use it.
3: <laughs> All right. Sh- well. Should we not give these to Sylvie's like aunt and uncle for payment?
0: No, I want to take Trini on a date there.
3: Okay, you can take one of the season.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate your help. Um, just let me know what you find out.
3: All right, we'll we'll do that. Are you are you going to be hanging around out here or? Is there, like, a local place we should meet you at?
1: I'll, I'll be around here. I um, also um, live right by uh, the Marble Dome where we perform. So if you can't find me here, um, I'm two houses down. Um, small apartment there. To You know, if you're facing the Marble Dome,
0: it's to the left. Last question. You're a performer. Have you ever performed with a Jostina Suspirio?
1: No, I haven't. Uh, but I've heard she was... Here, when my brother performed he said she was one of the one of the performers
0: or gonna be one of the performers is there there a reason you're after her she's a person of interest in some other matters we're looking into alright um those of you with society go ahead and make me a society check
4: alright ooh Sylvie gets a 25
1: uh Sylvie you've actually heard of uh Ruan her brother He's a Veresian prodigy. He's like 16 years old. He's not an adult, um, and he's just like you know, fantastic at his instrument. Um, would be like a really good get for like the the Carowinds to you know get him to perform here.
2: Uh, bad time to be a Veresian these days. I think we're we're finding out.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a little foreboding.
0: You said uh, he played the ocarina. Would you also say that he's set up to be like an all-time good musician? Yeah, I'd say the, you know, the ocarina of time.
1: Yeah, I know. I know he was in
0: the uh, he
2: was in the Wind Wakers. He was in that band. Oh bed. yeah, that's right. The Woodwind Wakers.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was the link. That was the link
0: I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mm.
3: yeah
0: it's a Majora link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how he fills those pipes with the breath of the wild.
3: Do you think he wears a mask when he's performing at all?
0: Probably. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys stocked up so you can
1: four swords in there. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Alright, here he's a real Zelda. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was nothing.
1: Did did that, Get out. Not,
2: did that not
1: work? Get out. That did
3: not work. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Okay. So uh, so you approach the manor then. I assume you're approaching from the, you know, main path here. And you can see that the... Um,
3: There's so many doors.
1: Yeah, the... Heading to the front of the building, the, the whole building is like festooned with these cinderberry garlands and bright red drapery. The, the facade of the building is made of limestone. And then the you see these like sturdy front doors made of mahogany. Up above, you can see these brass banisters of a balcony. They're about, like, 15 feet up. Below, so to the south, you can see, like, there's, like, a servant's entrance, what you would assume like that small off-building is probably the servant's quarters. And then just kind of connecting everything so you can only approach through, like, one of the buildings is, again, these, like, huge hedges. Okay. Uh, Everybody meet me a perception check. 22. 21.
4: Ooh, 28.
3: Mirror got a 25 and Figgy got a 17.
1: Mir and Sylvie, it's like ever since the sewers, your sense of smell has been kind of like going nuts. But as you approach this building, you get this whiff of something off. It smells like rot that's not smells like spoiled food maybe something something off
3: this doesn't smell like a place that would have servants it smells oh. horrible
1: the rest of you like can't even smell it so it's, it's almost like this like supernatural or animalistic scent that they've got going That oh mm.
3: well would we like to knock on the front doors and then if no one answers we can go knock on the servants door and see if maybe one of my mom's friends will answer
0: let's do it sure
1: you knock on the front door, you don't hear anyone approach the door. You wait, you know, maybe a couple minutes, nothing.
3: So there's six doors all in a line on the front here. Um, can we knock on so, all of them? Some
1: of those are windows. They're all. <laughs> oh. We'll peek in, maybe? Uh, it looks yeah, like the blinds I mean. are drawn. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
3: All right, let's go to the servants' entrance. Mm-hmm. Where was that?
1: It's this uh, southern door here. This one. You just walked right past it, yeah. Oh.
3: All right, the southernmost door of the six doors and windows.
2: It, the game is paused, so I can't, I can't move yet. Ugh. Thank you. Come,
1: Gakin.
3: All right, well, Mir will knock on the servant's door, I guess. Nothing. Okay, time to scope the building and see if there's anywhere we can see in. Can we
2: just maybe open one of the main doors and just peek in to get a sense of, like, just in there?
3: Sure, if it's not locked. I would assume, you know, front doors of a a place like this might be locked.
2: If we check the handle, is the door locked? The door is
1: locked. Tarnation.
3: So let's scope the building and see if there's any windows open.
1: So as you kind of circle the building, it doesn't appear that there are any open windows. The bottom, like, Servants' Quarters building doesn't appear to have an outward-facing door. It's just, um, you know, it's like walls of the building. Um, you think that, you know, it would be very possible to climb the um, th- these these bushes here. It'd be very possible to um, force entry. You don't know that it's, like, come to that, but, you know, you, you have both thievery and, you know, a very strong catfolk man that could probably, mm-hmm. you know, open a door or a window here. Uh, but as you kind of circle the property, again, there's there's no...
3: Is th- this uh, big bush with the blue like berries in it? That's the hedge? Yeah, that's the hedge. Gotcha, so we can't go past that.
1: Not without climbing over.
3: Mm. Dang.
4: Okay. Are there higher up windows that look like there maybe aren't curtains drawn? Because Sazzy could fly up and take a look.
1: The balcony.
3: Figgy has a climb speed too.
1: Yeah, you could certainly get up to that balcony and see if you can, you know, look in from there.
3: As dangerous as it might be, uh, Figgy would climb over, could could also climb over the hedge and give us like an idea of anything dangerous and scurry back.
4: And Mm -hmm. Dazzy could fly while invisible too. So he could potentially be undetected if they don't have other magical seeing or something on
1: Mm I'm gonna grab the Saz man here and see if he can look inside yes he can so yes the windows upstairs are not curtains drawn you send Sazzy up and he's like alright but this is like your big favor for the day you know that I'm gonna get invisible and fly up here all by myself
4: it would be a great help to us I will not ask anything more from you
1: he gets up to the balcony. You you see him kind of flash out of um, of sight, and very quickly he flutters back to your shoulder, pops back into view. there's dead bodies all over the place in there.
3: Oh, is that
1: all over the floor? But oh, there's no. there's like a when I looked up there, there was a guy like this really big guy in like a butler outfit. He was just kind of like standing there. I, you know, he didn't really move much. Um, all these people got like this bloody masks on the ground. It looks like it was like a masquerade ball gone
0: wrong. Oh no. Time to go loud. <laughs> yeah, I think hearing that Vex like, alright. We know something awful happened in there. We got two options. One of them's calling the Corvos and guard, and the other's doing this our style, and I don't think we're calling the guard, are we?
3: I don't think so. They've got enough on their hands.
0: Diego draws them all. It looks like
1: it's just us.
3: All right, then. I uh, I can try and pick this lock.
1: All right. Trying to pick the lock.
3: Yeah. It's a thievery, and then I have the have uh, thieves tools infiltrator and, mm-hmm. and those give me a plus one item bonus to uh, pick locks and disable devices
1: perfect this would be certainly applicable for that okay. take me a thievery check
3: alright let's see what I get and that is a 13 on the die for a 25 mm,
1: solid yeah with a 25 you don't manage to open the door
3: alright it's time to bust it open
1: it is time.
3: I will draw my striking or razor.
1: Sure. Uh, at this point, Diego steps forward, I assume, to attempt. Yes, I
2: will have my mall nearby, but I will take my crowbar. you take the crowbar out. And okay. attempt
1: to open the door with an athletics check. Uh, that one's a window, which you're in front of, oh. so you're going to want to pop over here. Okay. Th- these two are the double door that you and me are in front of right now. Okay. I know, it's a little hard to see like, a sliver of a wall. Yep, yep. <laughs> the map's got uh, 10 feet outside of the building. <laughs> okay, that is a 27 to force the door open. A 27 successfully forces the door Shut. open. Boom, boom. You open the door and you see shuffling in the hallway. Oh, oh This group please. of revelers in masks. Dancing with one another, but in this mechanical shuffling way, and now all of you smell the stench of death as it flows out of Carowind Manor, and you hear a voice from upstairs. Oh, it sounds like we got people. We got a new group of playthings coming in. <laughs> That's so exciting. Maybe it'll be something that my Rolfi'll love to take home. Oh no! She has been located.
3: Uh,
1: And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time.
3: Oh! Uh, I'm so excited. Oh my god.
2: The Bestow Curse podcast
0: is a hideous laughter productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.